0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Utah Royals FC Show. I'm Vircho, I've got Ryan with me, and this is incredibly exciting. With us we have the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Scott Parkinson.
1: Wow. How are you doing, Scott? What an introduction. Thanks very
0: thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Hey, that's that is what you are. You are definitely a legend part of the journey that we were in the last year. So what we really want to talk about is just you what I guess uh, if you if you wouldn't mind just start from the beginning growing up in Liverpool, uh, how you got into football, etc, etc.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, so, <clears throat> being brought up in Liverpool and probably England, um, football's like a part of your life. Um, probably the first thing anyone buys you is a t-shirt or a baby grow or something that has the colours or the logo of the team that that you that, that you're brought up to support. Um, so, obviously in Liverpool, two big city, two big teams in the city: uh, Liverpool and Everton. Um, Thankfully, I'm a blue. Um, tough times right now, but, um, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, so so football, in terms of playing it, um, you know, from as, from, from as long as I can remember, and there's always been a ball at my feet. I've always been watching football. Um, you know, we'd get home from school and it'd be straight down to the local park and there'd be 30 kids of all ages. Um and you know we'd probably just be kicking each other up and down the park and and playing all night until we were told to get inside Um, and I'm not that old um, to the extent where you know the the iPads and the phones were about, Uh, we still had phones back then and and, you know computers to play on but that was just what what we wanted to do and and, you know it probably made our mum and dad proud that you know we could kick a ball and and you know, compete. So, so yeah, um, played locally, uh, back home for a team called St. Anne's. Um, and then I started getting some sniffs from Everton, um, Tramir, which is like a League One team,
0: wow. um,
1: and a couple of others. Um, so I actually signed for Everton. Um, I think I was, I think I was like 14 maybe 13 and a half and I played there for a year and a half um, and I just wasn't quite good enough um, so they released me as a, as a youth player kind of like the RSL Academy here um, yeah. but you know there was a load of players on my team that, that play professionally now um, Wayne Rooney used to get called up to our team he was a couple of years younger than me um, but he'd get pushed up because he was so good and um, so that was always nice, you know, looking back at, at him and where he's gone to. Um, so, yeah, uh, done the whole the high school thing. Um, I actually got an apprenticeship with Jaguar and Land Rover Cars as a as a robot programmer out of high school. Um, so they put me through my education. Uh, I got a degree in, in England in engineering and just kind of played on the semi-pro circuit. Um kind of like the monarchs type of level and um, mm-hmm. maybe not quite as much money and um, where you probably had to have a, a job at the same time. Um, so yeah, played, played there for for a few years and um, became a fully fledged engineer uh, probably by about 21. And um, we finished high school at about 17 in the UK and, um, and then uh, I had some friends take some take some scholarship offers out in America, um, and uh, I was really jealous of them. It was always something that intrigued me. Um, and probably at about 24, uh, I came out to Oklahoma on vacation, um, and one of my friends, actually a few friends, were playing in Oklahoma. Um, and um, when I got there, uh, it was just a holiday for me, but... They, um, the, the teams, one of the teams had an alumni game and, um, they needed a player. So, uh, they asked me to play. And then before you know it, there was a couple of coaches there and I had a couple of scholarship offers and I was 24. Wow. Um, So very unorthodox. Um, and just seeing people playing full time in fantastic facilities, even though it was university, I'd never seen anything like it. Um, and I literally went home, put my house up for sale, sold my car, uh, applied for a visa. Um, thankfully, I was granted a visa. And then uh, and then I came out to America. I think it was the day after Christmas 2009. And... Um, so, yeah, came out here. I, I was playing NAIA, which is way different kind of clearinghouse rules. And, and, and um, so it's a little bit easier to get someone in with more experience, maybe more age, less limitations than, than the NCAA. Um, and then I played there for four years. Um, I was, uh, I think I was the first... All-American for the for the soccer team. I think I got it twice. Uh, I was a first-team All-American, I think, in, like, 2011. Now, I was a lot older than most of the players, but there were a lot of players on teams who we played across the country that were similar to my age. Um, again, I think the, the recruiting rules are way different uh, in the NEIA. Um, and then <clears throat> I started coaching probably for the first time in 2010, um, I picked up a kind of a um, a volunteer high school assistant job um, on a girls' team in Chickasha, Oklahoma, uh, in the middle of nowhere, um, and that's kind of how it all started. Um, I knew that when I was kind of leaving my family behind, selling my house, and doing this quite late, I knew that I didn't. I wanted to come out here and make a career out of football. Um, and obviously, playing would have been the ideal one. Um, but I think when you get looked at, and I was looked at out of college, you know, there's 21-year-olds who were maybe very close to me in terms of ability, um, and I'm 28, 29. It was just a no-brainer for them to kind of look at the younger, who's probably got a little bit more... Um, more to, to develop into i was probably the finished product when i got out of college um so yeah coached as much as i could uh, i knew that that's kind of where i wanted to get into um i felt like my engineering background kind of gave me a way of looking at the game maybe a little bit more logically um Kind of why do things happen? How do they happen? How do you make them happen again? How do you stop them from happening? And I, I feel that was probably the way I started looking at it early on. Um, and I, I put a lot of that down to the engineering background, um, kind of fixing robots and things like that. <laughs> um, that sounds crazy, but that's kind of what I feel. So, so yeah, uh, I had some early success as a high school coach, I ended up getting the head coaching job while I was still a college player in the same town, which was which was interesting, um, being a more of a public kind of figure in the community, being the head coach of a small kind of rural town in Oklahoma was quite a big deal, and I was also playing on the college team, um, and then I started taking care of my licenses. Um, U.S. soccer do a lot of excellent licenses, um, and right. I started kind of investing in them and investing the time to travel wherever I needed to travel and, and start knocking out my licenses. Um, and probably five licenses in is where I first met Laura Harvey. Um, we were in Casa Grande, Arizona, which is so random that the place that we actually both met was the developmental academy of Real Salt Lake, um, right. where it used to be. So the players that we were using for our B license were in Real Salt Lake uniforms wow. uh, for, for the entire week. Um, so it's really funny how that kind of worked out. Um, and uh, kind of after the after the course. Um, me and Laura spoke at length about trying to make something work, possibly in Seattle, um, and going up there. Um, and the stars just didn't quite line up with kind of the timing. And, um, you know, I was... Th- what well, it was 2015? 2015? Yeah, so I was just, just married. Um, I, it just wasn't quite... I wasn't able to support me and my family and probably, you know, go up there and and get in with Laura in the NWSL. So, but in hindsight, it was probably the best thing that happened. Um, I think I had a little bit more time to kind of figure out who I wanted to be, Um, you know, kind of get out there in the trenches on my own, figuring out, you know, how I like my teams to play, how I kind of go about teaching the game and, and, Kind of leading a team, so so I got a couple of years. Um, I was uh, I was a volunteer coach at Rogers State, which is a, a, a small Division One, Division Two school in Oklahoma in Tulsa. Um, and before long, I was a full fledged assistant on the men's team, uh, and the men had i I'd done really well uh, since I joined, um, both on the field, off the field. Uh, I was able to get some good players in from, from Europe. Uh, and then the women's team became available. Um, and uh, sadly, they were 1-16 and 16, uh, when a coaching change was made. Um, so a lot of people said, you know, do you really want to do this? Um, you know, I think probably bottom five in the country, Division 2. Wow. Um, but the way I saw it, you know... It was probably the only way it was up, really, unless you go zero <laughs> and seventeen. Um, so, so I get the job in July. Um, now I kind of I'd watched this team play for a year or two because I'd been with the men. Um, so I knew, you know, some of the characteristics of the players and personalities, but but not a whole lot. Um, so I didn't really have time to do any recruiting for that year so we just went with what was what was there, um, and I think we went 6-9-3, and three. Um, we conceded like 65 less goals, um, which was the big aim for me to try and solve off the bat, uh, and then it was just a crazy recruiting year, um, leaned on a lot of people, including Laura, uh, we were still in contact, and you know, she's watching my games, I'm watching Seattle games. And um, and then I had one year kind of with me class. Um, and we had a really good year. We got to the conference final. We missed out on the national tournament by a game. Um, I think it was the biggest turnaround in, in NCAA Division II in, in a 12-month span. Um, so just a really successful year, lots of fun, um, and again, I just kind of got to figure out my trade and, you know, how to do things when it's just my responsibility um, and, and just figure myself out and the game out. Um, and then, yeah, um, out of nowhere, um, Laura gives me a call, kind of explains what's going on um, with uh, with Seattle. And, um, and then a week <laughs> wow. later, um, she gets the call from... From the lawyer and Craig, um, I let her know right away. If you need anyone, I'm with you. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think probably five days later, um, she said, "Let's do it." So I had to speak to my wife, obviously, and we just kind of weighed everything up, and we just felt like it was too big of a too big of a deal not to not to not to take it. So. So, yeah, that's kind of the story from birth to, uh, to today.
0: Wow, that is incredible. You're, you're being humbled, too, because, I mean, you killed it at Rogers State University, if we're being honest. Um, you know, just looking at the stats, you were at the Heartland Conference Coach of the Year in 2017, had a school record, 11 shutouts you you've really turned that program around and you've definitely been an influence on the royals so we don't want to keep you too long so is it cool if we just jump into some questions, Absolutely, some questions yeah. by the way? all right so what does a day off look like for you
1: a day off well it depends um if it's through the week let's say like a wednesday um if, if yeah if it's through the week i think i'm off but, like my mind's not off, mm-hmm. um, constantly thinking of how we're we gonna how we're we gonna play against this team on Saturday. What are we gonna do in training? How we're we gonna deliver the scout? Um, so i have never really feel like I'm like mentally off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but me and uh, and Laura have uh, have taken up golf since we got to Seattle, oh, uh, cool. since we got to um, Salt Lake. So. Whenever we can, um, if we're not in the office or on the field, uh, golf has kind of been my kind of getaway. Um, and we end up, we find we end up talking football while we're on the golf cart and planning training sessions, and you know, talking about you know things within the within the within the team. And um, so, so yeah, if you're looking for me on a day off, I'm probably going to be playing golf.
0: <laughs> brilliant um so what was your first impression of utah and i guess what's it been like moving here has it been a difficult adjustment
1: um I, I think i wouldn't say difficult um i think i've obviously come from england and liverpool in particular which is a very blue collar low to middle class kind of upbringing for sure um, Yeah, and there's really, in Liverpool, there's no real kind of religion um, in terms of, you know, not a lot of people I know ever went to church. Uh, When we were in schools, kind of all religions were taught. Mm -hmm. Um, So, obviously, since my time uh, coming over here, I've lived in Oklahoma, which is the Bible Belt, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I've married a girl from uh, Tulsa, um, and I'm now in Salt Lake City um, so I think uh, the entire kind of adjustments on that was, was definitely new to me um, but I think one of the things I'm finding is, is how kind and how nice people are in Oklahoma and, and Salt Lake City uh, everyone's been really kind, really open really supportive and um, Back where I'm from, it's kind of lock your front door, lock your car, um, don't leave any change lying around, anything. Like, you better glue it down or it's gone. Um, whereas here, it's just, you know, what's yours is mine, what's mine is yours, if I can help you. Um, so I think with the people being that way here, it's it's been a big, big help for me and my family.
0: Awesome. Um, so there are some some guys in the supporter groups who are huge fans of Everton, so for time's sake, we're going to go there. Um, <laughs> so, what was it that brought you to Everton? Was it a family thing, or was just that? Oh, I'm in their academy, so that's my team.
1: Do you know what? So I'm going to be open. Yeah, a lot of my mates call me a purple nose back home, like <laughs> being shamed. Um, so basically, um, I was. My dad is a Liverpool fan. Um and but he wasn't like big into football. Uh, he wasn't like let's go the game, he wasn't like let's go the park. He was just kind of born into a Liverpool family. Mm-hmm. um so when I'm going out and I was just crazy about it, uh, all my friends were Evertonians um and honestly, if you if you're from the city of Liverpool, chances are you're actually an Everton fan um if you're from, Outside of the city of Liverpool, it's more being a Liverpool fan. That's kind of how it works. Um, so it just—I uh, guess I was kind of chosen, uh, and then obviously when I played for Everton, um, you know, it just added more fuel to the fire. Um, so so yeah, me and my dad have had a few fallouts, um, um, but that's all right.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting that you talk about it because when you have, I guess, the more mainstream clubs like a Liverpool, uh, you know, that's really how it is. I, I mean, I guess you could say, you know, the posers
1: who, who aren't
0: actually rooted in that city go and support for those teams.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And actually, Anfield was Everton's first ground. Um, and we actually gave up Anfield to move to Goodison. And then Liverpool took Anfield... Um, So it was actually Everton's ground before they even got there. Um, (laughs) There is a lot of history about Everton. I think we were the first team to have numbers on the back of a shirt in in the world. Uh, We were the first stadium to have like a turnstile gate as you go in. Um, So there's so much history uh, about uh, Everton. Just sadly, uh, on the field, um, the Reds have kind of had their wicked way with us for the past uh, probably 20 years. So it's awful.
0: Right on, right on. Um, so a question from a listener, Stephanie, wants to know, so what is your
1: long-term coaching goal? Oh, good question. Uh, I think, you know, it's it's got to be the highest of the highest. Um, I think with this organization, I think it's 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 – being the greatest club in the world and and competing at the highest level with the best teams inside the NWSL and outside of it, uh, and winning as much silverware as possible, and kind of supporting the club in whatever way possible. Um, I think on a on a personal goal, it's got to be you know involvement um, one day with 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 the US Women's National Team uh, or you know the England um, National Team. I think. They're probably two of the pinnacle, um, you know, countries right now in women's football. Um, and uh, and that's always been the goal uh, five years ago. And people would laugh at me. Um, and, um, you know, they're probably not laughing so much anymore because, you know, it's always a possibility. As long as I keep developing and growing and kind of pushing myself and and getting a bit of luck along the way. So So, yeah, reach for the top very cool very cool is there
0: something that's sort of fundamentally different between coaching a men's team and coaching a women's team
1: um so um so i think i've i've just got the feeling uh, and i don't know if it's my relationship with women if it's women in general if it's men in general if it's my relationship with 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 male players um i just feel like Women kind of want to be coached, want to be led, want to be, you know, given a plan, and they will run through a brick wall for you and try and execute the plan. And um, I feel like on the men's side, it's almost like they know better.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe there's another solve to something where you've got individuals looking to figure things out. Just feel like on the women's side, you know, it's very much we trust you, um, and we're gonna we're gonna do whatever you want us to do. Um, so give us the plan um, now obviously you better have a good plan because if they're going to go with you and you let them down then you know ultimately that's on you uh, and not so much the players um, and I've always felt kind of in a women's locker room uh, you've got to, I've got to be very specific um, I guess if I, if, I, if I came in at half time and, and kind of screamed at a load of guys um, you know we keep giving the ball away. We're, we're being soft in tackles. I feel hey, like guys look around it? going, well, he ain't talking about me. <laughs> um, and I've always felt that in a women's locker room, unless you're specific, they all think you're talking about them. You know, it's me. I, I got to figure this out. I'm the one that's got to step up. Um, so, so yeah, you know, I've, women want to get it done, um, and they take a, a lot of responsibility um so again i'm not sure if that's my relationship with with a female locker room and and players or if that's just kind of how it goes um so so yeah i guess there's some differences for you
0: interesting interesting stuff anyways i know you have that phone call so i definitely don't want to keep you but this has been an absolute blast and i would love to do this again
1: No problem, we can do it whenever you want. Well, I do have a guest. The timing was really good for you, so I'm going to let someone say hello.
0: Hi, it's Laura. Oh, my God. Hey, wow, this is phenomenal. (laughs) How are you? Uh, Fantastic. How are you?
2: I'm great. Just been listening to Scott talk about himself all this time.
0: <laughs> you know, we've, uh, we, we've been wanting to get you on, but with uh, some of the stuff in the PR department, it's like, who do we contact? And then so Scott responded to us on Twitter. and It's like, okay, we'll roll with this, and then we'll find out how to get Harvey on another day. But this is perfect. There you go. So you get one. Hey, so right here, we unfortunately had a technical issue that we couldn't resolve due to some new software that we're trying for the first time. And it's super unfortunate that the problem happened here, but there was no way to remove uh, previous recording, Ryan did, overlapping with the gapper. Um, oh well, so sorry about that. We love you, Harvey. Um,
1: and yeah, just as Scott said earlier, it's, um, it's always about reflection about how what we did well or what we didn't do so well and then how we we can solve those things we think we need to be better at um before then we start thinking about what we wanna we wanna do differently next year.
0: Right on. Sorry, we're sort of I, I you know I don't mean to speak for Ryan, but I'm definitely starstruck right now. <laughs> I've
2: been in the whole time, you just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I uh, just wanted to come on and say hello real quick and uh, and say thank you for you for supporting
1: us and we really appreciate it and we're going to be doing everything we can to to build on that for next year and, and put on an even better show than we did at times this year. So.
0: It is our pleasure. Thank you for, you know, not only giving us some great entertainment, but for really, You know, being, at least in my opinion, the pride of our city and representing our city and our values and what we love so well. And insert another small audio issue here. Sorry so much, guys. Uh, I know it's annoying now, but in the long run, this new software that we're rolling out is going to be really beneficial and improve the quality and the way that we go about podcasting in the future. But as of now, so sorry for the annoyance. Well, that was uh, definitely a nice surprise. Wow. Really starstruck there. Super starstruck. Thank you, Laura Harvey. Uh, thank you, Scott Parkinson. We will absolutely be sure to make that happen again because that was incredible. For, for sure. That was yeah. way cool. Life yeah. made.
2: Oh, Yeah. That, that takes a minute to process. Just like, surprise, you're talking to the Oh, head coach. definitely.
0: Definitely was not prepared for that. But then it happened. So
2: awesome. But well worth it. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: We, we, we uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of like one of those things that we threw out there as a wish list item back in March when we started doing this. Um, so to, to get that here at the end of the season uh, is pretty cool oh. to actually talk to the coaching staff. Yeah. Um, Good times. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Um, so we do have some news for y'all, if you haven't heard. So we have a Facebook up and running now, Utah Royals FC Show. We do? Yes, exciting. It's a super,
2: popu- super popular Facebook, Yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's a too. super
0: popular. Should, should we tell the people
2: who listen we're, we're over 100 likes, people. Yeah. So if you're not one of them, get on there. Uh...
0: Yeah, definitely do it. Um, a good majority of those likes may be fake accounts created by Facebook. Mm, that are no, scams. they're probably uh,
2: real people. Real yeah, people.
0: So, okay, okay. <laughs> we will roll with that. Either way, go like our Facebook page. Um, also, uh, we're gonna start doing some things via Instagram, uh, which is gonna be pretty cool, particularly that game. So we also rolled that out Monday. I think we did. That was one uh, of those days. Yeah. There's not a lot on it, but if you happen to be on the gram, mm-hmm. as my little sister says, uh, go follow us there too. Just urfc show. Um, so yeah, hey, the, oh, go ahead, Ryan.
2: The coolest thing about the coolest thing about that was, um, so like you know, I saw it was set up. I got on there, and I just was like. Uh, like so, the first thing I put up was the uh, that thing that uh, Joe Malbika made for us about the uh, the tangents and hot takes. Uh, that pretty sweet graphic that he was kind enough to make for us after our last episode, where all we did was go on tangents and make hot takes. He just said, "Here you go, guys. Here's your new show name and." Uh, Kind of your, your cover photo for your for your profiles, <laughs> so run with it. Um, that was pretty cool to see. And then after that, I thought, you know, let me just look through my phone and see what else is Royals related I could throw up here. And I found one of my videos from the end of a home game where everybody's doing the Viking clap with Gunny and the rest of the players, and tagged Gunny in it. And then she she was the first like on that on that post. So um our suspicion that having some instagram visibility would uh raise our our profile with the uh the players themselves since they're very active on that social network uh that played out in our in our favor because we got a player to like you know within the first week of having an account open we have a player interacting with it so yeah that was super cool
0: definitely definitely and thanks for reminding me about joe like joe i've never met you before but that was but That was a cool surprise. That was a cool surprise. And uh, we will get Erica on soon, soon hopefully. Um, That leads us to kind of a bit of a sad note. I don't, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably pretty involved with the organization, and so you probably know stuff. And while we don't know the stuff behind the scenes, um, we do know that a friend of the show, wonderful person, uh, Trey Fitzgerald uh, is moving on to different pastures. Um, and Trey has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's been with Real Salt Lake since day one. He's the longest serving member or not not member, but you know the, the longest serving individual with the organization and he's a true fan. Uh, I don't necessarily know where he's going after this, uh, but I know that he is excited to be a fan. Um, but you know, regardless, things like this podcast, things like RSL Soapbox would not have been possible if it weren't for Trey Fitzgerald who reached out to talk to people like us and interact with people like us and really uh, made people like us feel not only that we mattered and that you know the club appreciated the things that we were doing, but he made it accessible as well. And I don't think anyone has done more for, at least in terms of making Real Salt Lake as an organization as accessible um, and as big as it is than Trey Fitzgerald.
2: That's so tr- thank you, Trey. That's true. And I, I, I would also add to that that um, whether directly or indirectly, just through my interactions with him going back to just being a, a kind of a you know, hot-headed RSL fan on Twitter, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot about uh, both the team and just kind of the, the public relations arena. Um, just from you know, I'd throw out some hot take or just what was on my mind and he's not shy. Anybody who knows him or has had any interaction with him knows. if you're wrong, Uh, you know, he knows so much about the league. He worked for the league before RSL and he knows so much about the team that when you're wrong he'll let you know, just straight up, like, really, you have no clue what you're talking about right there. And he really, you know, I, I, I had to open my eyes and, and realize, you know, like, I have to think about what I'm saying. I have to make sure I've got my facts straight. I can't just blow off and say, oh, here's, you know, I, 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 I'm an expert on this because there are people out there who will catch you in that. And um, I, I like to think anyway that I'm more careful about that kind of stuff now and that it helped me learn, you know, what I say when I write, what I say when we do this show. Um, I try to be as educated as I can be, and that's from his example of, you know, this is how people who do this for, for a job uh, conduct themselves um, so kind of unofficially you know gave me some guidance on you know how to do this kind of stuff so I've always appreciated that he's so honest and straightforward with things because it it makes it you know really clear how to how to kind of put things together
0: yeah for sure for sure you know Trey was a guy who even if you just have like a question um, is this factually correct And, you know, he would be back to you in two minutes Mm -hmm. so you could get it in the article. So, yeah. Trey. We'll miss him. Trey is a good dude. Yeah, definitely. Um, But, like I said, my understanding is that he's sticking around. He's excited to be a fan. So, I don't know. Um, Who knows why he left? That's, you know, really none of our business. Yeah, we may never
2: know. But... uh... Yeah.
0: Anyways, Trey's a good dude. Yeah. on another note, the W League is gonna kick off actually kind of soon. Uh, we're about a month away. Uh, we've had one player sign for another team, temporary. I should note that. So, uh, friend of the show Lola Bonta uh, has signed with the Western Sydney Wanderers, a team that she was she has been all alone with before. And so, you know, I know she that she really, really, really likes being in Australia. And I mean, who wouldn't? It's a pretty cool place. So be sure to check out those games on ESPN Plus, and then we will definitely keep you in the loop when more loans happen because they definitely will. Yeah, be
2: I'd be I'd be surprised to not see uh, you know at least a couple more players head down there, but you never know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean I actually it's funny because it's Trey who told me this, um, <laughs> uh, but there are deals in the work. So unless you know, things collapse on multiple levels. You know, it, mm. it would be a shocker if we didn't, we didn't yeah. see more moves. Um, but anyways, so this was beyond fantastic. Wasn't expecting Laura Harvey was hoping for a little bit more time with Scott, but we will get him another time because we've got plenty of questions for, for sure. him. Um, but anyways, everybody, thank you for listening to the Royals FC show and being on this journey with us. um, I know that there have been a lot of folks who have been like wanting me to do the faces of a fan base and get out and do those, but I've just been so, so busy with school and work and some other side projects that it's just been really hard to get around to it. But you have not been forgotten if you're listening to this and you know that I promised you months ago that we'd get you on. (laughs) It
2: will happen. It will happen. All right. Hey, thanks, y'all. Take care.